0: Shut up, shut up, shut stick up, shut up. up. To welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And we're just, honestly, three seconds. Before, I mean, I counted it down three seconds before we started this podcast, just commiserating over how we are both tired. Yeah. Which um, is amazing for me. I love being tired in the off season. It's just the, yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense for me personally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have any excuses. I went to bed later than I intended to last night. So it's my own fault. I tried
1: to go to bed earlier, but, um, when you don't live by yourself and you have somebody else who just, uh, decides that, oh, you're going to bed and just anyway, yeah I got woken up. But also I have to remember that we are on video because I just like sat back, not like anything, but like, I just always forget like behind me, if I sit back, you suddenly see all of like my Funko pops and all of oh. these different things. <laughs> like. I have so many Funko Pops and like just different um, like little like knickknacks around. And when I, like I, if I'm like framed correctly, you only see me. Right. And sometimes, so then I just sat back. And so anyone who's watching this on YouTube, you're like, oh, cool. I think the one over my shoulder was Rory Gilmore, the Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls (laughs) Funko Pop. Like I have all kinds of really random ones. I've got like wonder, I've got all kinds of like, I, I mean, I even have Ruth Bader Ginsburg
0: um i need that that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> all i have is this and it's not a funko pop
1: oh my gosh so i love that <laughs> i love that for anyone who's just listening to this on like spotify or uh <laughs> apple podcasts or whatever uh just be sure to go check out the Hill varsity youtube channel and you can see not only this podcast but all of our podcasts we have um a a strong lineup and we're all working on being on video because we know some mm. people really like that so if you want a different way to experience this podcast you can just head to hail varsity's youtube channel and watch them all yes super exciting all of them um yeah i was telling sasha before this you know i always kind of start about a day before we're going to record trying to figure out you know things that are happening in the sports world right now and um There's a lot always happening Uh, and some of it, some of it is like, yeah, I want to talk about it. But then at the same time, I just I just have a really hard time knowing, I guess, like what to say or do or proceed when everything around us feels like it's on fire. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was telling Sasha is, you know, in the last, um, in the last few weeks, you know, we, there's, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of um, people very upset about the leaked draft of the Roe Roe v. Wade decision well, we don't know if it is a decision or not, but mm-hmm. what is expected to be a decision by the Supreme Court based on that leaked document. So you've seen a lot of um, you've seen a lot of people pushing back and stepping up and fighting for this and especially when we talk about and we'll dive into this, but you think of like what the WNBA has mm-hmm. become as far as a leader in challenging a lot of these um, just just I, I think of, what the WNBA did during, um, you know, the summer of 2020 and beyond when it came to not only their handling, this is to me, like, I I just wanted to say this one first, but with like their handling of the COVID-19 protocols and how they were like 99% vaccinated. But then on top of it, when they take on these social justice issues with really no fear of what anyone thinks. Um, So in the summer of 2020, when um, Black Lives Matter was at a, you know, at a really pivotal moment, and they were leading the way with, again, really no fear mm-hmm. as to what anyone thought about them for doing so. Um, I, I think I say all of that because you know there are there's so many there's so many you know just sports stories that we could share, but like the thing that I was you know kind of like really grappling with is this. This mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, and the fact that um more innocent lives were lost at the hands of someone who um, I mean, let's it was it, let's not mince words here. The decision to do what this individual did was racially charged. It was mm-hmm. a hate crime. This individual wrote a manifesto that really, quite literally mapped out all of his racist intentions about a theory that has been peddled by a lot of um i'm sorry if this makes anyone uncomfortable but has been peddled by a lot of right-wing conspiracy um Mm -hmm. theorists and some of those conspiracy theorists have worked their ways into our our cable news television and you know i'm sitting there and i'm like trying to like look up sports stories and i think so this is this is my point if you're somebody who's like stick to sports i want to just i want to break down that con concept really quick is when i'm sitting here googling sports stories it feels really hollow Mm -hmm. when this this is something so significant that has happened and you feel you feel almost like this weight of how do i talk about something that feels frivolous when yeah. something so not frivolous is
0: is ha- happening has happened
1: yes so that's kind of where and we will we will do our best as we always do to tie this conversation into the world of sports in particular because the one thing i do appreciate about this podcast and the conversations that we do have with many of you is sticking to sports is really not an obtainable goal at this point any longer and I think challenging that idea, I think challenging this concept that sports have to be um, like removed from social justice issues, sports should be removed from politics because it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I think that's a mistake because sports actually is something that has a a power to connect, but Mm -hmm. we can't do that by ignoring things that make us uncomfortable.
0: Exactly. That's that's really well put. Um, I mean, almost two years ago now, when we started this podcast, that was one of the first conversations that we had. Um, was that it is at this point um, in, I mean, history, really, um, it's impossible to separate the two, and I think that it is a gigantic disservice to many of us to assume or to try to force it to not be a conversation. Um, Like you said, I mean, it it does bring people together. Um, Kind of the conversation that I am all kind of, we're going to dive into this a little bit more um, as we go along in this podcast, but something that I said to you was, You know, when you say stick to sports or ask athletes to not speak on things that affect them, that's like me coming over to your house and we're friends. But you just want to hang out with me. You don't want to talk about any of the things that affect me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's they're human beings. Um, Things affect them.
1: And I mean, let's just. So the this shooter drove into a predominantly black neighborhood, targeted a grocery store, and because I think it's important, because I think it's important to not I think one of the great greatest mistakes, and I say this as a member of the media, and I have like while I while I am a sports journalist and so some of my realm of my coverage doesn't tap into um like I'm not necessarily covering a hard news story like this. Um, I do think one of the greatest disservices that media has done is give more power and more credence to the individual, the shooter, the suspect, because people want to understand why. And I, I can, I while I understand the need to understand why in some cases, like there's a whole deeper dive on like the explanation of that individual and how we speak about people that when you look at like how the media, and again, I'm saying, I hate this, like the media thing, but I, I am like being cognizant of even the words that I choose as somebody, when you think of like how, you know, a, you, you have already started to see it, the mental illness discussion. And, mm-hmm. um, how like there's kind of these like safeguards put in place to make you feel better about the person that is walking in. Mm -hmm. So my point with that is, is that we put more attention on the individual who does the act than we do the people who are the victims. And 10 people were killed in this shooting. There were 13 total people who were shot. They're ages, they're aged between 20 and 86 years old. 11 people were black, two were white. Um, It was a racially motivated shooting. Um, the victims included a retired police lieutenant, a substitute teacher, a grandmother, um, a community activist. And it's it's heartbreaking because I've started to see the stories and these are people who had gone to the grocery store um, after church or on their way to an event or after seeing their husband who was in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. These are people who are living their lives. Like I think about today, Uh, I need to run to the grocery store and you do these things where you think like you should be safe. And I saw a really heartbreaking TikTok and I I do think I liked it, but I, I, I'm not, I can't like show it to everyone right now listening to this, but it just like, it just broke me because it was this woman who, um, she lives near Buffalo, New York and her Mm -hmm. husband came home and basically said, I need you to stop shopping at the grocery stores that we shop at. I need you to go across town. Basically, I need you to go to the white grocery stores. I need you to stop going to the ones that we like the ones that are conveniently located to us. I need you to stop going there. And this is a legitimate fear that husband had that his wife could have been one of those people standing in that grocery store that day. And I have goosebumps thinking about it, but like that is a legitimate fear that he came home and you know, I, I get that, like, there's going to be a person out there. I doubt they listen to this podcast. I'll be really, really honest with you. But, like, there are people who will go, well, There's shooting of white people too, And it's like, yes. But there was also another shooting over this weekend in California at a church that was also motivated. It, they basically yep. believed that this person was targeting people of Taiwanese descent. Like this is happening. How many times at the like as COVID nineteen was spreading, and there was this really horrific belief that like this, you know, China did this on purpose. That people in the United States were being targeted for being Asian. Like this is not something that we get to gloss over and go, "Well, this is just you know, it can happen." It yes, it certainly can happen to anyone. Um, but there are things that like it just. It's so, it's,
0: anyway. Yes, it can happen to anyone, but it didn't happen to just anyone. It It happened specifically to a targeted group of people. That is a hate crime.
1: It is a hate crime. And um, I hope that, I hope the individual who did this, rots for eternity because that is like not even a harsh enough sentence. But I do want to just read the names before we dive into um, a little more uh, why we wanted to talk about this, beside the fact, to be clear, that it's deserved to speak about this. Um, The 10 people who were killed was Roberta A. Drury, 32 years old from Buffalo, Margus D. Morrison, 52 of Buffalo, Andre McNeil, Mac- fifty-three of Auburn, New York. Aaron Salter, fifty-five of Lockport, New York. Uh, Geraldine Tally, sixty-two of Buffalo. Celest- uh, Celestine Chaney, sixty-five of Buffalo. Hayward Patterson, sixty-seven of Buffalo. Catherine Massey, seventy-two of Buffalo. Pearl Young, seventy-seven of Buffalo, and Ruth Whitfield, eighty-six of Buffalo. The three that were treated and. Um, thankfully were uh, released, all have been since released from the hospital, is Zaire Goodman, 20 years old, of Buffalo, Jennifer Warrington, 50, of Tonawanda, Tonawanda, New York, Christopher Brayden, 55, of Lackawanna, New York. Um, these families are forever changed. And, you know, I think a lot about when we talk on this podcast about like what we can do in our communities, what we can do to make a difference. And to be quite frank, like this, in my opinion, is one of the simplest, easiest things that we can do is have the conversation, especially when it is one that people don't want to have. Yeah. Because I'd be on. I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, we could have come on to this podcast and just talked about, um, hey, some amazing women athletes are in the swimsuit edition, swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. The, the, the photos are amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything is, like, super great. But, like, doesn't that feel a little bit disingenuous? Like, doesn't mm-hmm. that feel strange if we showed up and we're like, hey, let's talk about these amazing women, which they deserve to be celebrated, yes. too. I don't want to, like, take away from those things. Like, you can still be excited about that. But, like, right now it just kind of feels like – I don't really know, I guess, and this is probably part of the reason I've been so quiet on Twitter is I don't know how to talk about sports. I don't know how to talk about the thing that like people want us to talk about. Yeah. Because it feels like there's something so much bigger happening that we should be giving some attention to. And I don't love that people are just like, I would rather not.
0: Yep. I, uh, we, always kind of chat a little bit before we record these episodes just to you know gather gather what we're going to be talking about and i was you know discussing i i had sent out a tweet on i think it was saturday yeah morning anyway it doesn't remat, it doesn't matter <laughs> but i immediately deleted it once i saw the news because i was like while two things can be true at the same time it felt insensitive for me to be talking about what I wanted to talk about before I saw the news. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of is what we're getting at in the point here is like, yes, we are going to touch on some things in sports today, but I feel like Aaron does, you know, it's it's disingenuous and a little hollow just to focus on only those things when there's so many things going on in the world right now that are bigger than us and um, have affected so many people. Um, And hopefully, I mean, I hate that tragedy um, has to be the starter of change. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've seen and had this conversation, um, you know, when George Floyd was murdered. Um, But now, I mean, I just, it's hard for me to talk right now because it makes me so emotional because I'm like, how are we still here? Like, how, how are we, I just don't understand it. And it's like kind of mind blowing to me. And I just don't know how to gather my thoughts on it because I don't know what to do either. Um, I just feel the, you know, that butterfly effect, the ripple effect of all of these families now that are going to be affected. um, I mean, obviously negatively because someone was taken from them in their life that was of importance and, I don't I just don't know where to put that and like how we how we progress forward without I mean you can't without conversations so like we need to continue to have the hard conversations. We need to continue to challenge the people in our lives that um, may be on I don't know. <laughs> we just have to keep talking.
1: Yeah, because in I I want to I want to really put a big preface on this first and foremost, because there is a lot of conversation happening right now on Twitter around this, this column. And I am not here to like tell any of you that you are wrong, nor do I disagree with you. It comes from Deadspin and that on its, on its own is like a whole layer of like, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I I read it because I was like, okay, I, it's trending. Deadspin itself was trending. I'm like, I'm going to come read it. And it, it essentially, a writer for deadspin was looking at the fact that and I think to be honest with you I think we can get into the, I, I think a little bit of it was deadspin kind of borderlining on like the clickbait approach where like they want people to click on this and read it I don't think like having read it myself I can understand what the author was trying mm-hmm. to do I can understand where they were trying to go it is a um is a black man. He, and so like, I want to be careful with like, I, I don't want to speak over him. So I'm not going to even address the article itself. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you want to go pile on deadspin, like everybody on Twitter is right now, everyone's like this, this is trash. I like, hate this. Like, um, again, I, that is its own thing. Essentially the, the, the title of the column I'm going to start here is white fans were entertained by black athletes a day after a racist killed black people in Buffalo. This is what white supremacy looks like. Like there were some people who had some really good feedback on this where they're like, hold up a second. Like these are athletes who are, they're not being forced to play this game. Like Mm -hmm. they're like, they're like, they want to play. um, But there, I was like, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to at least read it. I'm going to read the whole thing. And I'm gonna be honest with you. The second paragraph was probably the most like uh, relatable piece that mm-hmm. I got to, where I was like, "Okay, I can see, I can like this is actually an area where like again, I I think what this person was, um, I think what the author was trying to ultimately say is comes down to honestly the second paragraph or like no sorry fourth paragraph
0: yeah
1: I'm gonna read it really quick. So he's referring to the 2020 time period he said in the bubble when the nba had black lives matter on the floor players had social justice slogans on their uniforms and adam silver was allowing um and he does point out think about that for a second the commissioner allowing which uh, black people to kneel because the police uh he uses really strong language here i just want to say he uses some really strong language here that like again like i can see why people are like kind of pushing not kind of really pushing back on this on Twitter, but I have a bigger point. So just bear with us through this. So the police love shooting black people. The NBA and the WNBA were prioritizing the humanity of their players. There was even a boycott of a playoff game, which caused the entire sports world to come to a halt as players finally saw just how much power they have. But then was then. And this is now players aren't getting asked how they feel about things outside of the 94 feet after games as much. It's as if basketball or whatever sport they play is all about what should matter is all that should matter to them. Sideline reporters aren't asking them about Roe v. Wade or if their loved ones are scared of the grocery store like they used to. So, okay. All of that to say, like, I'm not even, you can go read it. You can go to Deadspin and read it. Like I said, like, I try to do my best where I'm like, what is the person trying Like what is, and I hate to say, based on what Deadspin has become, I think that this was pushed into a realm where like, I don't think his like, I think he was like actually making some fair points, but they just became really, really, um, I don't know. I just think like a good editor would have been like, Hey, let's kind of like hyper-focus mm-hmm. in the areas that like, anyway, that's a whole different discussion of like good editors and being like, let's focus so that people focus on the point you're trying to make and not on, but you know, yes. in his, yeah. in their mind, maybe like the sensationalism of it is getting people talking and um, it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Um, so, some of the comments on Twitter are just like, uh, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm only checking the specific one we're going to talk about, uh, because I'll wait to check the others after this. Cause I, yeah, I don't want to get fired up about the wrong thing right
1: now. No, some of them are su- like, I'll just say some of them are very, very, very fair. Like some people are yeah. just like, um, anyway. So the reason what I took from that though, yeah. Not to get completely sidetracked because I think you can, um, mm-hmm is I was kind of thinking about that a little bit. And no, I don't I don't think a sideline reporter in a moment p- during a game or post game in that moment should be like, "Hey, I don't care about, you know, y- y- hey, you broke your three-point record. Like that was amazing, but uh, hey, let's talk about, you know, s- something th- completely unrelated right now." Right. Like a good a good Sideline reporter, a good journalist would know the time or place, and I hesitate to say that because I also think that there's some, you know, there's something to be said about like when we talk about the time or place for certain protesting. This is not the same thing. Please do not, do not like take the like do not equal protesting to like knowing the time and place to ask a question for like if you were a sideline reporter. Um, But it did get me thinking a little bit, and this is why I wanted to bring this up is. As a journalist, as a sports journalist specifically, I really, really try to bring attention. I try to bring. I try to bring attention to the things that matter to the individuals that I'm covering. I try yes. to dive into who they are. I try to talk about them outside of the context of who they are on the field, on the court, um, on the pitch, whatever. Like I try to talk about them in and humanize them because mm-hmm. we've said this so many times athletes are people they have things that are they're they they're in so many cases their uh, mothers their fathers their um friends their volunteers their um bravo television binge watchers they yeah. have in you know they're obsessed with playing the sims like i don't know like Mm -hmm. there's like pick something like there's like these are people who are very complex individuals who have feelings and thoughts about anything and everything and i think it's important to give them that space to discuss it so i like i that was the one thing i took away from that where i'm like am i doing enough to provide space to the athletes that i cover to speak on the things that matter to them and obviously not everyone is the same i'm not going to walk into every interview and be like hey tell me about like you you also have to be able to read the
0: room and read the situation time and
1: play yeah like i i wouldn't i would not walk up to somebody who just um completed a round of golf in the ncaa tournament and be like hey i appreciate everything you just did out there uh don't want to talk about any of that because they're going to be like but then I why? just did all this. Like, yes. Yeah. So I don't like that's where, like, I think a lot of the upset feelings are coming. Like, I, I think a lot of the criticism is coming on this article is like, uh, there, there's, there is a time and place. Like, right. there is. Yeah. Now, with that said, I did see some of the comments that I really did not like, and I sent them to Sasha because mm-hmm. I think this is what I would be careful of in the criticism of when we're criticizing a story like this because of the just deep nuance there is to this story. Yeah. Oh, there were people who very quickly jumped to like a person say, said, imagine watching a reporter go up to a player after the game. And instead of asking about the game, they're like, so what do you think about Roe v. Wade? I, that should not happen. Like that is not something that should happen. So like, I think that's like a misunderstanding of like, but i get what they're saying in the context of that but somebody responded to them and goes like we go to the games to get away from this stuff and that's the part that got me that was Mm -hmm. the crux of this so all of this to be said like this whole deadspin thing which again you can feel however you want to feel about deadspin um you can feel however you want to feel about uh this particular this column Mm -hmm. this opinion piece um but that was the crux of it for me where I'm like, OK, I read that one paragraph and it was like a moment of reflection for me as a reporter of like, am I giving space to mm-hmm. the athletes that I cover? Like that was a good just kind of check for me of like, am I giving enough space? I can but then there are people better. out
0: there who are like, how dare you give them space?
1: Yeah, this was like, I, I get away comment.
0: from it. Yeah. Yeah. I get and away chances from are if like someone's commenting something like that or having that conversation, they're not talking about that in their normal life anyway, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like if you're if you're so against other people, if if it comes up in conversation, what does it matter to you? If the game has been talked about and you got what you wanted out of the post-game or whatever situation it may be in, then you can, if it makes you that uncomfortable, you can change the channel or you could stop watching it. Um just because it doesn't fit. The the things that you want to hear about doesn't mean that the conversation can't be had if it happens to come up. Um, I think that too. I have always appreciated the way that you are able to give people you specifically, Aaron, um, are able to get those the the humanized stories of these athletes. I think to me. That's the most interesting part of who they are, you know, obviously, it's who they are, it's their personality, it's the things that they care about, it's the things that they're into. And I think that I hate to use the word disservice again, but we're doing ourselves and the athletes that we are watching a disservice by not allowing them with comments like that, to have the space to speak on the things that are important to them, or that affect them.
1: And I I disagree with some of the people through this that are talking about people being triggered by this like piece. Like I don't think that, and actually like the people who are saying that mostly are people who work for Deadspin. So like the irony Mm -hmm. of that, Um, again, like we could have an entire episode of just our thoughts on Deadspin and like how they are and are not helping. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're on like their third iteration of what it is today. Um, But I, I can like understand in these comments where people are like, um, Yes, fan culture and kind of this this obsession with, like, being entertained is something mm-hmm. that is a little bit, like, I do think at times we need to kind of check ourselves. And I think yeah. that's where I'm more, like, I think that's where I come from on that. Like, so aside from, like, the piece that I took away as, like, a journalist of, of my giving space, mm-hmm. I thought a little bit of, like, the fan culture. And are we... um it, are we ever just stopping to kind of consider like what we are? It's kind of one of those things. So this is all just going to be like, I hope the people who are, I hope everyone who's listening to this is not like, where are you going with all this? But anyway, I was going through my phone and cleaning up some things the other day. I have like, in fact, I'm going to go look cause I'm really actually quite curious. Um, I have 34,000 photos and almost mm. 10,000 videos on my phone. It's going to take a while to clean it up, but I'm like, all right, like maybe I'll start the process of cleaning this thing up. And I was going through some of the like photos that are imported. So I've saved them from some other source and brought them in. And I was going backwards from the beginning. And it seems that my phone, at least in the iteration that I have now, starts around 2013. So I get to about like 2015, I think it was 2015. And um, I stumbled upon all of the things that I had saved about uh, the three Nebraska players who kneeled at Northwestern mm-hmm. and just some of the really awful like commentary around that. And I remember thinking like, this is, I think m- my point on fan culture is here were these three individuals. And I specifically think of Michael Rose Ivy and how he stood at the podium and spoke. So, uh, so I just openly. got
0: goosebumps again, because that was very impactful to me in just yeah. listening
1: he, he was given the space, which, by yes. the way, um, I will always commend Mike Riley for providing him that space, for giving him the the platform and podium to speak. Um, it made people uncomfortable. But here is the thing is this was Michael Rose Ivy in this moment saying, this is why I chose to do what I did, and here's what that means to me. And as a fan, in this fan culture, you can choose to say um, – you you can feel however you want to feel i don't really care but like your job in that moment is not to like the amount of people who just immediately jumped to like stick to sports like it felt like around that time period was like really the crux of this idea of sticking to sports mm-hmm. coming to life and like i don't need to see your i don't need to hear your opinions on these things i don't need to hear that i don't need I don't need to. And you saw a lot of people telling on themselves very quickly about like, I think they should be kicked off the team. I don't think they should be able to be a part of it any longer. If they don't appreciate the fact that they get to have a free education and all of these things. And you heard just like, just this for me as, as this, as an observer of this, I was like, I'm listening to the pain. I'm listening to the words that he had taken the time to he had them written down mm-hmm. and the fact that he took the time to put his feelings and his thoughts into words to share and the fact that there were people who so quickly wanted to write that off as nothing and like oh you're taken away from the thing that I love the sport that I love and I thought to myself at that time and I came across that again last night where I'm like you know He's more than a football player. And the mm-hmm. fact that like that was all people wanted from him in that moment was to shut up. And how many times we've heard LeBron Le- LeBron James just shut up and dribble? You yeah. hear these things and it's very um, they're they're not even microaggressions. They're just aggressions. Like they're they're the quiet parts being said out loud. And um this is not a new thing and so when i see this and again all i take from i just don't want people to get caught up in this all i take from this dead spin conversation is that there is more to be like there we cannot like just ignore things and i think maybe mm-hmm. that was the bigger point is like that you can't just like go play about a ba- i mean you can um, right like there's still bigger things to be said i i i think the headline to be honest the whole thing like I think was meant to kind of get people fired up but yeah. I digress we won't spend any more time with me trying to understand uh, the workings of uh, dead spin itself um but I think the one thing that didn't happen at least whether it was organically or in, I, I think almost unintentionally was it got people talking about the fact that like you know, I saw a lot of people who are fighting back on that perspective of like, no, like athletes are all kinds of things. They're, they're humans. They have all kinds of feelings. They don't have to stick to anything if they don't want to. Exactly. But at the same time, if all they want to do is just talk about the basketball game that was played last night, they have a right to do that too. Like mm-hmm. it's, that is the, that is the job of me as a journalist to read that room, read that situation. I don't need to go and just like it, if they want to boycott, they can boycott. If they don't want to boycott, they don't have to boycott. Like that exactly. is about, that is the thing about like an like athletes is allowing them the space to process, to decide what's best for them. If somebody had said yesterday, you know what? Everything in the world is kind of heavy. I got to set this one out. They, they could have done that. People would have, been all over them for doing that um but like that's the thing i think at the for me at the end of the day it's just allowing people the space to exist without putting limitations in place like i need you to be this because it feels safe for me right i don't know how i got there but that's where i'm at right now
0: but that's you know the overall conversation in general um you know like if someone needs to process something or grieve in a certain way or have a discussion about something because something's weighing heavy on them or makes, or, or the opposite of that is makes them feel light and they want to celebrate something that may not a hundred percent have to do with sports, allow people to have the space to do that because we are human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I know that most of the people listening to this podcast typically are celebrate allowing um, athletes to have the space to do those things. But if we keep talking about it and keep having the conversations with other people in our life that may not feel that way, hopefully, maybe some t- somehow, some way, we get closer to not seeing these comments and articles like this or any other article that may not be focused specifically on sports in the sports realm. I want to talk to you about a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having a competitive, stable history of over 20 years and voted as one of the best places to work in Omaha. So what is FSC Edge? Well, it is a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. They also provide expert services, helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality. Uh, They also happen to support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the United States and Europe, including the European Patent Office, German Patent and Trademark Office, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. FSC Edge is the only group of companies worldwide to provide such support to all three of these agencies. So... Some of the things that they've got going on, you can work in a new work environment with over $2 million in improvements. You have access to generous benefits packages, which include company support for health and wellness, which is amazing. Um, you can also do impactful work on a national scale and make a difference. So if you are interested in looking at job opportunities with FSC Edge, their team is constantly growing, and they're always looking for new people to join in on their mission. So check out available jobs today at www.jobsatfsc.com. Again, that's www.jobsatfsc.com.
1: I do want to just also point out, because I did say – um I do want to just provide additional context to this. I just think it's really, really important. I just like, this is one of those times in my life where I'm like, I just don't want people to miss like misunderstand yeah. or think I, or misrepresent my words on this. I am not in support of what Deadspin spin wrote and put out. I was being careful in the fact that because it is, I, I try to be mindful of like somebody who has an experience that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't, I, I, I can't speak to their experiences or their things that they're feeling. So I try to be really mindful of that. Another individual who um, I, his name is Dominic, Dominic Claire on Twitter. He is followed by a number of people that I follow. So he, he shared something and I just want to read his words in response to this dead dead spin piece, because I think he is saying, he is saying it better than I could have So he called this piece by Deadspin terribly counterproductive journalism and should be called out, which again, the only piece I was taking from it is that one point where I was like, okay, as a journalist, am I providing space? That is like the one part of the whole thing where I was like, this is actually something I can take from it. But this is what he goes on to say. I also enjoyed the game, but that's okay because I'm black. We are all NBA fans. One deranged person committed that crime. And so this is becoming a bit of a reach. Um, you have too big of a platform to be this intentionally divisive. There's enough natural division without throwing gasoline on it. Mm. Um, Let's highlight how the NBA can bring people together. Now, I think, um, I think like he goes on to basically say um, the NBA has one of the more, most diverse fan bases in the country. Um, People need hope during tough times. And I agree. And I think this is my, my, I think this is what I was trying to say and uh, Dominic explains this better is people like here, like I am not going to go like be upset with a basketball team for playing a game because one, it's their job. And two, they wanted to last night. Like I don't take from that, like they're being like insensitive or the NBA is being terrible because they chose to like go play a game and like the wake of, terrible things happening in this world no like that when we talk about believe it or not when we talk about like sports don't have to be an escape for all sports still can be an escape Mm -hmm. and they should be sports should be something that bring us together i said that right away right off the top like sports can be a unifying thing sports are a unifying thing um I think for me it's just again going back to that reading the room reading the situation if an athlete comes up to me and is like hey i really want to talk i don't really want to talk about the game i want to talk about this my job as a reporter in that case is to say great let's talk about that and not right. this um but i think kind of where i'm coming from here is like so when i was reading like i said always give things try not to just react to headlines like so when i saw everyone reacting to that headline i was like all right i'm going to click on it and read it i always try to find something where i'm like all right what can i take from this like right. what can i absorb from this and that was like i said the fourth paragraph down i was like okay like i can understand like what you're talking about what happened in 2020 and it did feel like now 2020 was in a different spot, but that doesn't mean that these things should change. Like, we should be actively working toward and fighting for social justice issues at all times. Um, but like, I I don't like. So like, I did kind of have that moment of like, okay, are we doing enough? Should we be doing more? How can I be um, a part of a solution and not a problem here? But mm-hmm. like, overall, like, I I also agree with the perspective of like, I don't need to go and like attack a bunch of basketball players for playing a game that would what, like, I guess like my question then would have been, what would have been accomplished if they had,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. I it's, this is, these are these really hard conversations that sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm going to look back on them in 10 years and have more insight and perspective and be like, wow, I wish I had that perspective then that I have right now. But I think this is the point that we bring up so often is like listening. And absorbing and being willing to learn and grow and that the way that you feel about something today may evolve and may change. It may not be the same, you know, 10 days from now, 10 Mm -hmm. years from now. And I think, I think that's kind of like where I'm at right now with like all of this where, yeah, I feel really overwhelmed by the world that sports feel really like non-important to me personally right now. But I also understand like there's a lot of good to be discussed in the world of sports. Like sports are still a very unifying thing. They can be a very um, healthy distraction for both the athletes and the people observing. I just think I will always continue to challenge the notion of like, let's not, um, let's not make athletes into performers where they can't have opinions. And I don't yes. think, I don't think that's what's happening. And I think that's maybe now that we're here, now that mm-hmm. I've like walked myself through this, I think that might've been where the dead spin column was trying to take it is like, they're just like performers that people don't. And I don't think that's true. Right. Um, but I do still think as a journalist, yes, I should be constantly challenging myself to, to like, not just stick to sports. Like, mm-hmm. are there things that matter to them beyond sports? Of course there are. So let's go tell those stories, and let's be sure that they have the space and the platforms discussed. It, if that's the platform that they want to take,
0: right? Exactly. Anyway, I
1: don't know if anyone's going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, "You just like Deadspin," and that's what somebody's going to take from it, and it's going to make me really sad. Um,
0: I hope that that's not what they're getting <laughs> out of this conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, it's really fascinating to read the reaction um there's a long-standing like twitter thing that like every single day somebody is the main storyline of twitter and your job is to not be that person every single day um clearly dead spin was the story of the right. day i uh, yesterday of when we're recording this um again this is one of those things for me where I'm reading this now or not reading this now, but we're kind of reading some of this reaction and reading the headline again, which they use the headline as the tweet, which yeah, um, again, it
0: We've had this conversation before too.
1: Like, so that's why, by the way, again, I'm going to say this. I think this is the third time I'm saying this in the store, in this podcast. Um it, I understand, like, not wanting to give clicks to people, but, like, this was one of those things where I'm like, "Ooh, this headline and this tweet feel real bad. Um, I'm going to click on them and read. I'm just going to read it before I overly react, because Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of people are just reacting, like, um, I think a lot of people are just reacting really, like. Uh, like emotionally right away and like when i said like i said when i opened it i was like okay i can kind of see where this person's coming from there actually are like a couple of things that like i can take from this um i don't necessarily agree with um the whole context that's here mm-hmm. and so like i can really appreciate like the people who are sincerely um providing like discussion <laughs> in the comments which is a rare thing on twitter yeah um I just I think okay this is maybe my bigger part and I always am cognizant of this with this podcast too. Um I I would say in this case what Deadspin is doing um and maybe this is like a good follow up for somebody at some point like I'm not saying today is it does feel like they might be speaking for the athletes and it this is again to take the advice from their own story um <laughs> This is the, if you're going to speak on behalf of someone, make sure you talk to them and ask them what matters to them. What do yeah. they want to say? In fact, I'm I'm guessing a number of players would have really, really heartfelt, um, just, just really. I imagine that they would have something really profound to say if, if that's what they choose to give. And so when I think about, I'm now coming full circle because I'm like that part where I'm like, as a journalist, how do I provide space to people if they want it? The key word there's if they want it, not everyone wants to talk about things. Um, But instead of maybe going and writing that column, it becomes a question of like, what bigger research can be done here? Well, who can we go talk to? What questions can be asked? How can we maybe bring a bigger, um, like, Store, like not a bigger story, but like go honor the individuals that were lost um, in a way that doesn't just create this like uproar. Yeah. Um, I think maybe that's where I'm now coming to. So I, this has been a very therapeutic 30 minutes of me. Um, again, not supporting Deadspin, but supporting the idea that like one, click on links um, and two, check yourself. And three, yeah. like not ever... Sometimes it's a, op- sometimes, hmm, I don't know. I'm like having a really hard time with, like ultimately at the end of the day, no, sticking to sports is not good. I don't think you should, but if somebody wants to stick to sports, that's cool. But like, that's right. kind of the whole point here. Let's stop like getting at for people for doing, like, if I don't want to stick to sports, don't come at me. I'm not going to come at you if you want to stick to if sports. You want like to, yes. Like we can both exist. Yes. I just am having a really hard time kind of existing And you can come and yell at me and be like, but your job is to be a sports reporter. I'm still doing my job. I still do my
0: job and also care about things.
1: Yeah, I'm still doing my job. Um, Okay, before my brain like literally melts because that's where I'm at right now. um, I did want to share one good piece of news over this last week. Um, Obviously, it's graduation time. There are a lot of people who are – are stepping into the next chapters of their lives and they're looking around and going, okay, this (laughs) is fine. Um, But it is an incredible thing, you know, if, uh, okay, no, I'm going to change how I was going to say it is an incredible thing to earn your degree, but it is also an incredible thing not to earn a degree. So if you're somebody out there who is going off to trade school or you're going right into the workforce, good for you. Like there are so many Paths in this world, and none of them have to you do not have to fit within any kind of box. And here's an example of that Um, Steph Curry, he was one semester short of his degree 13 years ago. Yeah, he's been a semester short of his degree for 13 years, I should say. Um, He graduated on Saturday from Davidson College, the school announced that on Sunday morning. The Golden State Warriors tweeted 13 years after entering the NBA, Steph Curry is a college graduate. Uh, Steph completed his final semester of coursework this spring and will receive a bachelor of arts degree with a major in sociology from Davidson College. Congrats to the class of 2022. Um, So again, he had been one semester short He re-enrolled for the spring semester at Davidson. He did not attend Sunday's commencement, but his name was listed as one of the graduates. He attended the North Carolina school. This is from ESPN.com, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, He attended the North Carolina school from 2006 to 2009, which is like horrifying because I'm like, we're the same age, goodness gracious. (laughs) He was arguably the best player in Davidson history. This is also exciting. He will likely now also have his number retired because Davidson had uh, kept that only for players who have graduated from the school. Yeah. Um, adding a little extra goodness to it, he said, so this came from um, Karis Burke, who's a Golden State Warriors reporter for NBC Sports. Um, in order to finish his sociology degree at Davidson, he wrote a thesis on advancing gender equity through sports and knowing that, Steph Curry puts his his time, his money, his energy where his mouth yes. is. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I hope to at some point it would be amazing if we could read that thesis if he'd be willing yeah. to share it um, because I'd be very I'd be very curious to like see what he shared his research. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just really like I'm congratulations to both Steph Curry and to all of the 2022 graduates. Yeah, again no matter what your path takes and how you get there. It is never too late, too early to anything to do exactly what you want to do. I saw a story of a woman who I think she's in her eighties, who just graduated from the university of Nebraska. She went and finished her degree. Life can take you in any direction that you want it to do not feel like you are, do not feel like you are behind or off course or anything. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't follow a path that is exactly like everyone else's. like, Nope please like just know like you're awesome no
0: matter what you're doing yep life is um life and the path that you choose to take uh however you want to get to where you're going is the right one yeah it
1: it is like for me like seeing that so okay we're gonna bring this whole this whole peaceful circle with steph curry really quick is he is somebody that like when I think of like when I think of an athlete who has used his platform in a way and I think of this also with like how Kobe Bryant used his platform Mm -hmm. to really advocate for women in sports um LeBron James has obviously used his platform he he has his own school now he's really big at um uplifting and building up uh kids who who don't have the resources available to them So like you see these individuals and like we talked about at the beginning of this, the WNBA has been like one of the leaders in social justice issues and bringing Mm -hmm. attention um, and not only just bringing attention, but putting the work in to make change. I think when I think about like what athletes and what sports can be and why I don't like the idea that you should stick to sports is this is a space where like athletes have this platform that can truly change the world. And so mm-hmm. many of them understand that. Now I respect the person who's like, look, I'm just here cause I just really enjoy playing and I don't want to do anything else. Look, right. that's cool too. Like live your life. Um, but like, I do appreciate the people who are truly like, They're seeing this platform and they're using it. And that's when we talk about what sports can be, that unifier, that thing that makes it bigger than sports. Like this is the stuff. And so like, I hope Steph Curry just inspired a whole bunch of people to go out and finish their degrees. And that's what they so choose. Like you don't have to like, you don't have to like wait on anyone to do anything that you want to. And I hope that that's an
0: inspiration to somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. When I saw that um, the other day, I was like, this is, freaking really cool. Like, this is awesome. And then to I didn't know that that's what his thesis was on. So that's, you know, you talk about um, enacting things in your own life to bring about change. Like, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I've been covering sports in some capacity for almost a decade. And I think in that time frame, like when I first got into it, like, I think of how much I have changed, but I think of how much this, like the world of sports has changed and you know Mm. what, it might make people uncomfortable, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad like sports are challenging things. I'm so glad athletes are challenging Um, because at the end of the day, yes. Is a, is it nice to turn on your television and get lost in a, in a game or a a team that you're excited about? Yes. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, is it also really exciting to see your favorite athletes like, quite literally making change in this world right it's pretty cool um I just think of like what they're making possible for other people so I yeah. think it's kind of one of those things where it it's it, I think it's we're we're not out of the like we're not out of the woods when it comes to like we're, we're still going to be battling a lot of like Stick to sports, I think, for mm-hmm. a long time. But I think the more that you see these conversations happening, it, the it better it gets. Quiets down
0: a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more.
1: I will just share one last quick thing because I know that this might just be a constant update. But if you are somebody, um, if you are somebody who's keeping up on it, uh, Brittany Griner, her detention in uh, Russia was extended by a month. Um, but as of just a couple of days prior to recording this podcast, it sounds like, um, so take this with a grain of salt because it's coming from the Russian media. But it sounds like Russia is interested in a prisoner swap. There's a prisoner in the United States that they're interested in swapping with. And it sounds like that is they're interested in a prisoner exchange with that individual. Um, her current sentence carries a 10-year sentence so obviously the united states now that they have classified this as a wrongful detention are going to be working to get her home mm-hmm. without having obviously her there for any longer than needs to be or wrongfully detained um so as an update on that um i have started to see more and more journalists media or more journalists and media members more uh, wnba stars people uh, just generally sharing more about this, so please keep putting pressure. Uh, the more at this point, like we shared in a previous episode, it's it's all good. Like her family and friends now are yeah. aware. They 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 were hesitant prior because they didn't want her to become a political pawn. But at this point, with the the change in classification of her situation, it becomes basically bring attention. So if you're somebody like. I've been keeping an eye on like what people are sharing because I want to amplify voices and not like Mm. just create noise. So keep an eye out for like people who are actively following this and, um, props to everybody who is continuing to cover this, just, just, um, Googling her name. Uh, I mean, you're getting more and more coverage and, you have people who are starting to write pieces like we want her home now and putting pressure. So that's great to see, but it can't stop more of it and hopefully knock on wood um, between the United States, um, whatever it takes can get her home safely and sound. And I hope that that can continue a conversation about how we treat athletes and how we make sure that this is a space where they can play, make a living in the United States without having to go elsewhere to put themselves in danger.
0: Yes. A hundred percent oh
1: well that was a journey i feel like sometimes after some of these episodes i'm like i don't know what i just what just happened um but at the end of the day i am absolutely heartbroken by what happened in buffalo i'm heartbroken by what happened in california i'm heartbroken by the fact that Uh, the reality is you can almost in certainty say this is not the last time Um, this will happen. And that is, that is terrifying. And um, if you're like, we always say to chat, like we always try to give a challenge or things to work on. And so this is something that um, I'm at least going to put this energy out into the world. Stop saying that things can't happen. Stop saying that the people, you know, or things in your life cannot happen in the way that like, This is the reality is there are people who are being, for various reasons, um, led to believe that like they're led to believe conspiracy theories. um, They're led to believe they're we need to sincerely not only like for all the people who are using mental health in this. Okay, then we need to like have a real clear conversation about mental health in this country once and for all, we also need to have a conversation about gun reform because yes. too many people have access. Um, we talk about freedoms all the time. You should have the freedom to go to the grocery store without the fear of getting gunned down by someone. Yes. And I'm, I'm not ever going to apologize to somebody who might be uncomfortable by me saying that because here's the reality, is I am not asking to take anything from you. I am just asking for you to put some checks in place so that we can keep for, people safe.
0: So that, yeah. I could, I, uh, I'm struggling with words right now because like the thoughts in my head are like going a million miles a minute, but like Aaron's uh, a thousand percent, right. Um, (laughs) You can't enact change if nothing changes.
1: So what you can do in your community right now is I, I hate to be that person that's like vote um, because like voting like feels like, but you do need to, you need to make plans to vote. Um, You also need to be calling your, your. representatives Representatives. you need to be um you need to be having tough conversations you need to be talking to people in your life if if you if you are afraid to have a conversation with someone because you don't think that they're going to they're you think they're going to be mad obviously read that situation but here's the thing these conversations There's somebody who's going to stumble upon this podcast and they're going to be angry at what we said but all i hope is that maybe something that we have said throughout it sparks a little bit of a change of thinking um that's all I ask. It's, yeah. it's the same reason of like, like I said, when I see a headline and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I like that article. Any oh, I, open and, I open and read to try to understand. And maybe I walk yeah. away and go, I don't agree. Right. Or maybe I'm like, I don't agree with 90% of it, but there's this one 10% where I can kind of maybe see where you're coming from and can come to some equal ground. Yes. um But we don't get anywhere by just shutting conversation down and shutting yeah. people down. So keep having conversations, keep having those difficult those difficult conversations but just remember that like at the end of the day we are all we are truly all on the same page are on the same team but we won't get there if we keep if we keep just pushing each other to stay out of those conversations or we keep pushing each other to just stick to sports
0: yeah yep silence doesn't do anything
1: it certainly doesn't but we will be back next week with another episode. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, I would tell you what we're going to talk about, but I'll, like at this point, like every week is a journey, but mm-hmm. I hope, I hope, I hope these episodes are at least therapeutic enough for you to, to process is like the world is very hard sometimes to comprehend. Yeah. Um, just know that we're in this with you. We're trying to comprehend and understand as we go through it with you. Um, but you're not alone ever. And we just appreciate you always tuning in, uh, sending us emails at at mindyourownpodcastathalevarsity.com. Uh, you can always tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Aaron Sorenson, at Sasha72 on Twitter. Um, we just appreciate you being here. Again, yes. we'll be back next week with even more. Uh, thank you. Have Have a good week. Go make some good in the world. We'll talk
0: yes. to you later. Bye. Ahura Media Production.